Well, uh, you're probably wondering what the uh, paper and pencils are on your seat. Although, if you were here last week, you will know exactly why they are there. Uh, someone asked me, they said, did you steal all those pencils from Ikea? <laughs> the answer is yes. No. I mean, the answer is no. I fashioned them myself with some wood and some lead. No, I'm kidding. I didn't at all. Um, but we are going to be using those, so don't lose those. You know, we... Um, we have been uh, looking at in this series from me to you, where the preachers have come up and shared a, a word that the Lord has given them for all of you guys. But uh, we shifted things a little bit around last week, and we are in a two-part talk entitled From Him to You. Because the reality is you don't need us to tell you what God is saying. You can hear yourself. And I think, and as I said last week, I said one of the greatest dangers of this age is that we don't listen to God. And therefore, the greatest opportunity we have is to listen to the voice of God. You know, his voice, his word, one word can turn your life around. You know, I was reading the Psalms over the weekend, and I was struck by Psalm 33, verse 6. It says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Isn't that amazing? That starry host by the breath of his mouth. Wow, if one word can create the heavens, what do you think one word can do to your life? So the challenge for each one of us is, do you want to fulfill your potential in God? Because I would dare to say that for some of you, and hear my heart on this, you're not fulfilling what God's got for you because you're not listening to him. It's easy to make so many excuses, but there comes a point where we've got to say, listen, Lord, I'm taking this serious. I want to listen to that life-giving word. I absolutely need you. And so that's what we've been doing last week. We looked at uh, why God speaks uh, and five ways in which God speaks and then how we position ourselves to listen. And we looked at the story of Samuel, you know, that great story when God speaks and Samuel thinks it's Eli and eventually Eli says, oh, hold on, that's God, you should listen. And we looked at five ways in which we position ourselves to listen. One is in surrender. Surrender to him, saying, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. One is with eagerness, with expectancy. The third one was with stillness of soul. Uh, the fourth one, I'm going to get these all wrong, aren't I? No. Anyone know what the fourth one is? Thank you. Patience. There we go. Patience. And so I encourage you to listen to all of those uh, if, you, uh, if you miss it, you can catch up on the website or our app. But we continue this morning uh, looking at listening to God. And let me just say, um, it's funny because God has lined up for us, and I hadn't planned it this way, this is God's timing, a prophetic school coming up here on October the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. So we're partnered with Catch the Fire, ministries do a fantastic job. They normally host this event at Vineyard Winchester. Um, and they're going to be here. Now, tickets are on sale, 30 pounds for the entire day, but they've just released evening tickets. So if you cannot make the days, but you say, you know what, I can make 7 to 10 o'clock every night, they're 20 pounds, go online and purchase that. This is going to be amazing, a time for, for the Lord to equip us to move in the prophetic. Who wants that? I want to hear from God. I want a fresh impartation of his spirit. That's what I want. And guess what? Isabel is speaking here on the Sunday. How cool is that? So if you can't make any of that, don't worry. Isabel's going to be speaking here. So I'd encourage you to sign up. And also, um, we need some volunteers. So uh, if you're around and you want to serve, speak to Richard or someone on the team. Uh, that would be fantastic. Right, what I want to look at then is 
be really practical today. We're going to mix things up a bit. We're going to do some practice. I'm going to get some people to speak and, and talk about how God listens to them. And I want to start by looking at the question, how does God speak? Okay. Now, I'm going to go really wide and give you some things that you can go away with and think about. We haven't got time for me to go really deep on all of these, so I'm going to touch them through quickly so that we've got time to do some listening. Are you up for that? Yes, not enthusiastically. Yes, Mark, that sounds fantastic. Good, wonderful. Okay, how does God speak? Let me say before I give you the list that we are in danger if we give a list of of putting God in a box. Because the reality is, God can speak any which way he pleases. He is God. But what we can learn through the scriptures, through church history, and indeed our own experiences, are common ways, common ways in which the Lord speaks to us. And I was interested in this. I said, why is it, Lord, that you speak in so many different ways? And I think there's a few reasons. I think the first thing is is that when he doesn't get our attention on the first way, he has another way to speak to us. And I I have to put my hand up and say thank you, Lord, because I would have missed out on a lot. But God knows that we need to hear in multiple ways. Why else does he speak so differently? Well, I think we're wired differently. God knows. He's put us together. He's knitted us together in our mother's womb. For some ways, you know, some people, pictures and words work. For some some people, it's been in many different ways for many different people. And that's a good thing. That's okay. And lastly, I just think God loves to be creative. (laughs) It's as simple as that. He loves to amaze us. You know, God is a creative God. You only have to look at creation around us. So that's why I think God speaks in, in many different ways. Now, as I go through the list, see if you recognize, say, yeah, this is me. And if there's one particular way that you go, oh, I really wish I could hear more from the Lord like that, make a note. And that's something you can pray about this week. Okay, here we go. Number one, through the Bible. Through the Bible. 2 Timothy 3.16, you know, I was reading the... The letters, so Paul wrote the letters to Timothy, who was a young church leader. So I kind of, I get a lot from that, me being young and all that. Uh, (laughs) And Paul said to Timothy, listen, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. You'd be pleased to know I'm using this for teaching today and not rebuking. That will be next week. So come along. No, I'm joking. It's fine. But you know, scripture is God speaking to us, isn't it? It's revealing himself to us, revealing his truth to us. Every word in the Bible is God's word to us. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, it's been said that we live in a post-truth world. Anyone heard that? Post-truth world. Apparently, there no longer exists absolute truth. Truth is what you define it to be. Hate to burst your bubble... But the truth is, this is the absolute truth. This is the rock by which we live our lives. And so here's the thing about listening. We talked about how we surrender. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. The, the biggest stumbling block to listening to God is when you come to this and think it's not, all from, it's, it's not all correct. It's not all truth. The biggest stumbling block to listen to God and detuning our ears is saying, I'll pick the bits that I think are correct and I'll ignore the other bits. Let me tell you, do so at your own danger and peril. I've got to be honest about this, haven't I? I'll be doing you a disservice if I wasn't speaking the truth. We need to come to this word and say, this is your word, Lord. You see, there's a difference between reading the word and hearing the word. You know that? Why is it you can get some people that can read this word and it doesn't do anything? It just stops here. 
But when you hear the word, it goes from here to here. You know, I love um, this scripture, uh, this um, uh, verse. It says, all scripture is God-breathed. I love that. It's such a vivid picture of how God speaks to us through his word. You see, we need to position ourselves. Lord, would you just speak to me as I read your word? Would you breathe it into me? Holy Spirit, would you open it up to me? And so often we just rush to the word, we skip through it, yeah, I've read it, and we put it down. We need to be, what was the, the number three still in his presence? So through the Bible. Number two, let's look at number two. How else does he speak? Through pictures and words or impressions. We had that earlier, didn't we? We had, in fact, through the Bible, Paul gave us Isaiah 61. We had others who gave us words and pictures. You know, it's often said that a picture tells a thousand words or stories. Well, God speaks loudly through pictures. Jeremiah 23, 18. Fascinating verse. But which of them has stood in the counsel of the Lord, listen, to see or hear his word? See his word. Who has listened and heard his word? You see, we can see what God is saying. And did you know that the Old Testament content, third of it, comprises of dreams and visions? Did you know that? A little bit of a free one there for you. Third of the Old Testament, the content is dreams and visions. Now, in case you think this is an Old Testament thing, well, he did that a long time ago. That's not for today. Well, you know, on the Pentecost, what happened? The Holy Spirit came in power. And then Peter gets up because everyone's saying, you guys are completely nuts. You're drunk. It's in the morning. You're drunk. He says, no, 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 we're not drunk. And then he quotes Joel 3 that says this, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Young men will see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. It is for now. And this is a broad category. What does it include? Well, it's pictures in the mind's eye. What does that mean? Imagine a pink elephant. All right. Can you all see a pink elephant in here? Yeah? That's what it is when you see an impression, a picture the Lord gives you. Maybe it's an open vision when you're awake. It's almost like you're seeing a cinema screen. It happens. Dreams when you are asleep. And hearing his word, you know, I often hear the Lord speaking to me. It's it's just there. I I can hear what he says. And by the way, as an aside, some people hear God audibly. Man, I'd love to hear the Lord audibly. Number three, through our emotions and senses. And this is more of a subtle way. And because it's subtle, and we... We kind of ignore this sometimes. But it might be, let me give an example. It might be that you've, you're questioning whether you should move forward on something and you just get such a sense of peace that it is in that peace that God is saying, I am with you, move forward. Don't discard what your emotions are saying. What about when... You, you hear a story or you're speaking to someone and you are moved with such sympathy and compassion. And you feel, it's as if God is saying, I have chosen you to help in this situation. God is speaking. And with all of these things, by the way, they're conversation starters. Because our response should be, what are you saying in this, in this Lord? And you have a conversation. You know, Nina gave that fantastic picture of the treasure boxes on the sand. And she asked the Lord, what are these? You see, listening is having a conversation. It's part of our prayer life. What else? Number four. Are we okay? Are we keeping up? Through others and circumstances. Now, um, Steph often speaks lots of God's wisdom to me. 
Granted, you have much opportunity. <laughs> I give you that. But she does, you know. Oftentimes, it might be someone might say, you know, I just really feel the Lord is saying this right now to you. And it might be giving you wisdom, which is what to do in a situation. Or it might be a word of knowledge, which is saying, I believe this is what's happening right now in you. See the difference? But equally, you might be having a conversation and someone might not even be thinking. And they'll say something. You're like, wow, you, Matt Wall, I really feel the Lord's speaking to me right now. Have you ever, anyone had that? It's like the Holy Spirit just breathes that word into your heart and you go, wow, that's for me. I mean, who's heard say, that song really spoke to me? Anyone heard that phrase? And it doesn't need to be a Christian song. I've heard so many testimonies of people hearing a, you know, a secular song and there's a particular lyric and say, wow, I think God's speaking to me right now. We should be aware. We should be positioning ourselves every day saying, Lord, I surrender to you. What are you going to say to me today, Lord? I'm eager. You know, we talked about the aerial on those old-fashioned TVs to get the best reception. That's been eager, you know? And number five, one of my favorites, through creation. Psalm 19, 12. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. What have we got? Declare, proclaim, speech, pour forth knowledge. You know, I was driving in this morning, early-ish, and there were a lot of clouds, but there were breaks in the clouds. And all of a sudden, I was going down the road, and the sun just streamed down. Wow, it broke through, and the rays... And I just was in awe. I said, and just felt the Lord saying, this is my son who breaks into the darkness of this world. God speaks. You know, I had the, the privilege of being with John and Penny Griggs Connect Group last uh, Thursday. Are they around? There you are. Hello. We had a great time. And we looked at Luke. And it reminded me of what we looked at in Luke 178, which is this. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. See this book here? The Practice of the Presence of God. We, we looked at this, didn't we? The, the 17th century monk. In case you think this is some kind of weird, fangled, charismatic thing, this monk was practicing the presence and listening to God. You know, he worked in the kitchen, and there was a story about him going off to go shopping, and God said, wait a minute, you've forgotten the apples, or whatever the ingredient was, and he went back. But he, conver- he was converted. How? He was walking down the road one day, and, he, and it was in winter, and he saw a tree all withered, without any life. And all of a sudden, God spoke to him and said, this is what human life is like without Jesus. And in that moment, he says he felt the love of God shed abroad in his heart. And in that moment, he said yes to Jesus. (laughs) Creation speaks. Let's be tuned to what God is saying. Now, what we're going to do is, we're going to give some away of these. So, uh, Trevor, you've got four there. I don't know how, oh, that's the fourth one. I'll give that one to you. Right, let's see how we're going to do this. Who would like one of these books? Right, okay, there's many. Wow, this is challenging, isn't it? Lord Jesus, I pray for discernment for my brother right now. Over to you, Trevor. Right, here we go. Over, one over there, one over there, one over there, one over there. There we go. Sorry. But we, we're selling them in the books shop. Is that correct, Penny? We have, we have a couple there. So if you want to buy it, they're not expensive. Go and buy them. They are a read. I mean, it's, it's written in ancient ye old language, but... Uh, I think you'll find it very enriching. Yes, wonderful, good. I like giving out things, it's fun. 
Okay then, so there you go. Let us have that as an overview through the Bible, through pictures and words, through our emotions and senses, through others and circumstances, and through creation. Have we all got, that's okay, we've got some for the, for the 11.30. So have we all got that? Now what we're going to do in a minute is we're going to put this in practice and listen. Okay, but before we do that, can I have the radio mic, uh, the uh, handheld mic, please? I, last week, um, we did this, and I, I was so blessed, thank you, by so many emails and comments about how God had spoke. And so I thought it would be kind of neat if we spoke to a couple of those people and said, what did God say last week? And so we're going to do that. So why don't we invite up Kimberly? Let's give Kimberly a hand. She's going to come up. Okay. Bless you, Kimberly. Now, this is actually quite a miracle that you're standing up here, isn't it? What, it God, is. what did God heal you of last, a few months ago? Social anxiety. Social anxiety. Could you, could you have done this a few months ago? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, who, who's heard Kimberly's testimony? Let's just give it quickly now. What happened to you? So, basically, for about 20 years, I would never go out in public or speak to, like, groups and definitely not talk to a whole auditorium. <laughs> They're a friendly bunch. Yeah. And, and then what happened in the service? Um, I was um, sitting down and Mark was talking and they were giving testimonies and they were talking about healing. And then all of a sudden I felt God put his hand on my back and I just got a warm sensation and was told, you can do this, go. Wow. And I just walked straight to the front. Bless you, Lord. Let's give him glory. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Praise you, Lord. God is in the house. Thank you, Lord. So... Kimberly, last week uh, you were listening, and what did, what did God say to you? How did it happen for you? Yeah, I was sitting there, and um, like many people, we all have struggles in our life, and there's times when we feel like we're not worthy of his love. Mm. So I was sitting there, and um, all of a sudden, God gave me this note, which I wrote down. Nice. What does it say? And it says, and... Not just for me, I feel like it's for other people as well, that when you're feeling low or you feel there's nowhere to turn, he's always there for you. So, but you are worth more than gold to me. Within me, we can make all things possible, and you are loved. Wow, isn't that amazing? Bless you, Kimberly. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much. Of course you can say one more thing. As we're actually speaking... <laughs> I actually feel God speak to me again. Wow. So um, I thought what would be nice is if you can turn to the next person next to you and just remind them that Jesus loves you. Amen. That is awesome. Let's do that now. Do that. Wonderful. Bless you, Kim. Jesus loves you. Tell them that Jesus loves you. Oh, bless. Jesus loves you, Kimberly. Bless you, Kimberly. That was wonderful. I love that. Let's give Kimberly a hand. So good. See what happens when we listen? Now, we're going, to listen to, we're going to listen to someone else who listened in a different way. So I'd like to introduce the wonderful Karen Lawrence. Give Karen a hand. Go, Karen. Now, you may or may not know that Karen... There's some whoops going for you, Karen. That's amazing. Our office and facilities manager does an amazing job behind the scenes and pulls all this together. So let's give Karen a hand for what she does in this place. Bless you. So you were listening last week. What happened? Um, I've always... I, I read a lot of books, and as I read a book, um, I see the scenes playing out in my head. So God knows this. So very often it's a picture. Sometimes it's static, sometimes it's not. 
Last week, there was a couple of things, but the, most, um, the thing that impacted me most was I saw a waterfall, and I did what Nina did. I said, God, well, you know, I've seen a waterfall before. What is this about? And he said, drink. And mm. I was like, mm, okay. And he's like, no, drink deeply. Don't sip. You're sipping. Drink <gasps> wow. deeply. So wow. that's what I've been trying to do. That is an amazing word. Bless you for that, Karen. Let's give Karen a hand. Thank you for that. I love what Karen shared there. You see, she asked the Lord. Isn't it interesting, Karen? You see, it started with a picture, and then God carried on the conversation by speaking. And God oftentimes will do that. So this is what we're going to do now. We're going to listen and spend five minutes doing that. And can I say about, you know, you might think, well, this is uncomfortable, this is strange. Start with your Bible, hey? Maybe say, Lord, I want to find a verse. Or maybe just say, Lord, I'm just going to be still in your presence. Would you give me a picture? Whatever it works for you. And let's come with surrender. Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. Let's come with eagerness and expectancy. Let's come still in our soul, recognizing he's with us, and let's be patient. So we've got five minutes. James is going to put some music on in the background so we kind of take out the awkwardness in the air, so to speak, but not loud enough that it's a distraction. And we're going to listen. And so you've got your pencil and paper, and I've got mine. And let's see what God's going to say. Let's go. Thank you, Lord.
just finish up what you might be writing or listening. Five minutes goes quick, doesn't it? Wow, okay. Thank you, Lord. Now, not wishing to embarrass anyone, but wishing to encourage each other. Hands up here who felt like they heard something from the Lord. Bless you guys. Wonderful. Okay, anyone here heard from the Lord maybe the first time? No? Okay. Now, here's the thing about listening. We've got to do it. We've got to keep practicing. Because the more you practice listening, the more you hear from God. So I want to encourage you. If maybe you feel like you just didn't hear anything... You know what, spend some time today or during the week and keep listening saying, Lord, what have you got for me? Go into a particular passage in the scripture and say, Lord, what have you got for me from this word? Okay, well, that was good. Now, the question, though, is now, some of you have got some words. The question is, how do you know that word is from God? Fair question. How is it not my, is it my mind or is it the enemy? I hear this question oftentimes. And so we're going to look at that and end with very, five tips, if you like, five tests for how that word is from God. But before we do that, I want to bring up the wonderful Eric and Janine. So do you want to give these guys a hand? Yeah, come on, Eric and Janine, come on up. Bless you guys. Wonderful. Up you come. Bless you guys. Now, Eric and Janine, you guys, what I love about these guys is they practice the presence of the Lord. They, they, they listen all, all the time to the Lord, and you guys really encourage me with how you listen. So, Tell me, what happened recently? You were listening to God, and, and what happened? Who's going to go? I'll go first. Um, I just want to say, Kimberly, I don't know where you are, but yeah, um, your word, um, Jesus loves us. When we were in the church last night, Eric and I, I actually would have loved to have gone around and written on every bit of paper <laughs> to say, God loves you. You. Wow, that's a good word. And I just want to say that's how God speaks sometimes. He'll give a word. Kimberly knows, but mm. it's confirmation sometimes. Yeah, Other amen. people give us confirmation. I love that. So you were listening recently. So and what that was listening. Thank you so, for that. Sorry, that's, I, no, I don't apologize. Had, that was my That was wonderful. Thank right, you. Right. So, um, beginning of the year, Mark asked um, Eric and I if we wanted to come into the church and pray on a Thursday. And it kind of got sunk in my heart. And I thought, oh, I'd love to do that. But um, Eric was. Uh, working and he said to take that time out of work it would be too much to do once a week and I kind of forgot about it but then I realized that on the 28th of March was about three or four weeks previous to that um, I was celebrating a year on having um, sorry a life changing operation to my eyes um, I've always been registered blind and the previous six, seven years, uh, six years on, had been absolutely horrendous, where I'd gone from very little to sometimes nothing. Two operations on, they'd just failed. And then the third one, I was classed as very high risk, the last chance for me. And I'd done a year on that 28th of March to celebrate. Yes, I could still open my eyes every morning and say, I've got just enough just enough to go out and give me that little bit of independence. Not great, but it was enough. And if I walked out my front door with my arm, with Jesus holding me, I could have my freedom. Freedom's just an amazing thing. So I started to um, make a plan thinking, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get there on that Thursday morning and I'm going to walk into this church on my own and I'm going to get on my knees and say, Thank you, Lord. Th thank you, Lord, for what this year has meant for me. 
Well, to get here, then, I, like Kimberly, I had been very suffering with anxious, still, you know, very, <laughs> very nervous. Um, and I, I thought, well, I'm going to do this because I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to, I'm going to get here because he's not, he's not particularly forcing my arm, but I'm going to make my plan. And I really did have to make a plan because it was, a, it was catching the bus, getting the bus round. And I realised, how was I going to cross that main road at Ashley Road without getting killed? Mm. I kept looking for the Sundays, and I hadn't told Eric, how am I going to cross the road? And he said, I said, oh, well, is there a road to cross if you want to cross here? And he said, yeah, Zebra Crossing, Jan. And then I confessed to him, because if I'd have told anyone previous that I was going to do that, if they'd have said, oh, oh, will you be safe? Will you be all right? I'd have probably cracked and thought, oh, maybe I won't be. That's how, that's how desperate I was. So I, I did. I, I got here. I crossed the road. I was buzzed in, and, and they all showed me how to do it. And I got here, and I just got on my hands and knees, and I said, thank you, Lord. Now, I thought I was going to burst into tears, uh, you know, with that, I've done it, I've done it. I didn't. I was here with um, thanksgiving because of what my God has done for me all my life. Such a struggle, and here I was. And so when I went out the doors, that was when God spoke. I realized at that point... He had actually asked me to come here. It wasn't just my own, all oh, that would be a nice thing to do. And as I went out the door, I thought, I can't wait to come back. I just want to come back and do the same all over again. So the phones were ringing and they were asking me how I was doing. And, and, so you, and did, I did, did you, it. And did I you did guys it. come back? So what so happened I, since then? So well, a few weeks later, we took down to Moorfields and on the way back, John said, why don't we pop in? It's Thursday, Mark's praying on a Thursday. I came in and once I'd been here, even though it was just for half an hour, it was just wow. You know, we really met with God in such a way that from then on, we just made every excuse that we could and every created every opportunity to, we could to get into the building to pray. And we were praying sort of three or four nights a week in here. And then Mark found out. And yeah, and I said, we should get you some keys. So let me, let me ask you, this was back in March. Is it true to say, fair to say, you've been praying in this building every night, most nights since then? Apart from when we've been away on holiday. You're allowed to. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that amazing? You see, God spoke to them and said, I want you to come in this place and pray. And they've been praying in this building every night at 8 p.m. For, for this church, for you guys. And you know, what we're seeing here is no accident. You know, prayerful people are praying that the, God will turn up and, and change us and renew us and conform us to the likeness of his son. And people have heard about this and coming along. And so let me tell you guys, if God prompts you, you can come to this place every night at 8 p.m. and pray here right now in this place. Okay? And that is just amazing. We need to be a prayerful people. And it's about creating spaces that, so that when we can listen to him and we can respond to him. So if you feel so led... You can come to this place uh, every evening or once a week, whatever you want to do, at 8 p.m. and come and pray. Isn't that amazing when God speaks? Bless you guys. Thank you for that. We're gonna, no, no, I, you've got to say one thing in half a minute, Eric. I can, we're good friends. I can say you've got in half a minute. Do you know what the crazy thing about all this is that I'm not a prayer. So God's brought me to pray for, for, for all of you, to intercede between you and God. And yet I'm not a prayer. Wow. So he can do that with anyone. He can do that with anyone. Bless you. And on that, let's give these guys a hand. I love that. So isn't that just amazing that behind the scenes, God has been calling people to intercede for you guys 
so I just think that's amazing. See, when God speaks, things happen. And you know, for some of you, God might have spoken a profound word recently. The question is, you've got to obey the word. And I want to end in the next five minutes, and I just want to very t- touch on, very quickly, five ways that you can test that a word is from God. And because we haven't got time for me to go deep, I want to encourage you just to take these away and just pray and meditate through them and say, Lord, reveal to me words that you've given to me before that I need to pray through. And continue to speak to me. So here you go. Here's how we can know it's from God. Five ways. And this one is fairly obvious. Is it consistent with the Bible and with the character of God? You know, Matthew 24, 34, heaven and earth will pass away. My words will not. And let me just give you a word of advice. The whole Bible, not just a verse. What do I mean by that? Well, you know, there's a very crass story, I'm afraid, of of a guy that felt that God didn't mind that he was... Um, committing adultery. This is a true story. And he quoted the scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? But there are people that will find a verse to justify what they're doing. Let me just say, just because God says you're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus doesn't mean you're you're more than conquerors in in, in sin. Okay, so we've got to recognize that we need to get into into the Bible and read the entire Bible. We need to understand it. We need to, to, I know it's not a popular word, but study it. What does that mean? That just means to understand it. So, if God gives you a word, test it against the word. And test it with God's character. Is this, is this in line with a God of love and a God of peace, etc., etc.? Okay, number two. So you can tick that one. Maybe you've got some words now and you want to go through this test. Number two. Will it make me more like Jesus? Will I bear fruit and bring him glory? So Galatians 5.22 Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Will what God is saying produce that in me? You see, God is looking to place us in the best possible soil to produce the best possible fruit. That's what God does. He positions us in the best possible soil and environment to produce the best possible fruit. See, he's not going to direct you to do anything that's going to cause you to get into bitterness. He's not going to cause you to do anything that's going to cause you to get into, into anything that doesn't bear those things, okay? Got to be clear on that. Number three, here's another interesting one, and I'm afraid we, we kind of do the first two and we don't do the third one. Do godly people confirm it? Proverbs 11:14 says this, Where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. You know we have to submit to one another? Did you know that? What? Really? Yes. We are members of the body of Christ. We are, in 1 Timothy, as Paul says, God's household. We are family. We're not called to do this journey together. So if you've got a word, and and yes, it's in the Bible, and yes, it will bear fruit, but you're still not sure, go and speak to somebody. They don't need to be super spiritual. They don't need to know the Bible inside out, but they do need to love you, care for you. They need to say, yeah, I surrender to the word of God and speak to people. I'd say there's nothing better than building faith by having a word confirmed by others. And I always, for big decisions in my life and some small ones, Steph and I will seek other, other godly people around us and say, what do you think God's saying about this? So that's number three. Number four, do I sense God's peace, love, and encouragement? Love propels you, fear drives you. Do you know that? Think about the difference. Love propels you forward, 
fear will drive you and drag you. And so when God gives you a word, if fear comes rushing in and condemnation, you know, when you hear of someone, you're a loser. That's not from God. What does that produce in you? And so the words of God produce peace. Now, let's, let me tell you, it might be that actually what God's calling you to do is rather scary in the natural, and yet in spite of that, you feel a peace. That's God speaking to you in that situation. And on that, I'm going to invite the band up as I look at the fifth one. And I appreciate I've gone through them quickly, but I've tried to go, go really wide today and kind of te- teach you and equip you guys. But you know, you can't, you can't grow as Christians just on a Sunday. You know that, don't you? Yeah? We're here to equip you and train you and teach you and admonish you, etc. But you've got to walk this thing yourself. So I'm giving you these things that you can go away and think about and pray about. And number five, does it require faith? You know, you might have a word that says, I love you and you're special to me. And you might need faith to believe that word. Because you know what? You don't feel it. God might give you a word to go and shake up the nations. You see, God is looking to build faith so that we can trust in him. And so therein lies our five. Is it consistent with the Bible and the character of God? Will it make me more like Jesus? Will I bear fruit and bring him glory? Do godly people confirm it? Surrender to one another and and get godly counsel. Number four, do I sense God's love, peace and encouragement? And number five, does it require faith okay let us stand I want to pray and allow the Lord to minister to us and then we're going to worship together I know I've covered a lot of ground and you might feel a bit overwhelmed but don't worry the Lord would will bring to remember remembrance those things that he wants to work in you and through you and what I'm going to pray now is that he will just minister to your heart and do a new thing and this is what I want you to do something rather strange but I feel led to do it. You know, there's a reason why God has given us two ears and one mouth. (laughs) We should, it says in the scriptures, be slow to speak, but quick to listen. James 1.19. And this is what I want you to do now. It's a bit of a a declaration. Um, If you want to hear more of the Lord, I want you to put your, your hands on your ears like this. And what are we doing? This is a symbolic act of saying, Lord, would you touch me? my ears spiritually, Lord, that I would hear. And indeed, if you've got issues physically with your ears, we're going to pray about that as well. Okay? Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Oh, God, speak. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just pray for every person responding that you would open their ears spiritually, Lord. Where there's been blockage, I come against it in the name of Jesus. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Quicken our spirits, Lord. Quicken our spirits. Help us to hear. Speak to us. Lord, we admit that we cannot do it on our own. But as we stand in humility and acknowledge you, Lord, would you pour out your spirit upon us. And if anyone here has got physical issues with their ears, I just say to those ears, be opened in Jesus' name. Be opened in Jesus' name. Be open in the name of Jesus. Open ears in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, would you speak to us as we position ourselves to listen. 
knowing that it is your very word that created the heavens, your very breath that put the starry host. And everyone said, Amen. Let us worship together our Lord. Thank you, Jesus.